Hi there, and welcome once again to our podcast. My name is Deidre Guy, and I'm the president of the Inclusive Workplace and Supply Council of Canada, or IWSCC, to save time. And we have finally chosen a name for our podcast, so I'd like to thank you all for joining us today for some Empowering Equality Time. So that is the name for our podcast, IWSCC's Empowering Equality podcast. And I got to be honest, that's the first time that's rolled off my tongue ever, but I'm really enjoying it. So IWSCC works with business owners, businesses owned by either one or more people with a disability or one or more veterans and with those two groups often uh, intersecting. So I'd like to welcome you to the show. Um, our show today is produced by Pod Supply, And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that we have ASL Interpretation, which is sponsored by RBC Royal Bank and supplied by Maple Communications Canada. And I'm super excited today to have uh, someone I like to call my friend, Mike Shorman. We've, we've just met over the last six months or so, um, but I was a fangirl of his for quite some time. And uh, one of my staff, Alex, ended up going to an event that Mike was a speaker at. And I said, Alex, if you don't do anything else tonight, just let, uh, just let Mike know that I'm a fangirl and that I'm really interested in all the stuff that he's been doing and following everything on LinkedIn. Uh, so Alex uh, and Isabel were both there and they did a great job of getting to know Mike. And so we had the good fortune and pleasure of having Mike speak uh, during National Accessibility Week here in May, uh, late May and early June uh, for our um, first annual National Forum for Disabled Entrepreneurs, which was a resounding success. And we were so happy to have Mike lead us off. So Mike, hello. Thank you once again for joining us on the podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who, who is Mike Sherman and, and what do you do? Thank you. Well, thank you for, for having me. And I'm equally a fan of, of yours and, <sighs> and IWSCC and all the amazing work that, that you do. Um, so my name is Mike Shorman. I am an educator, trainer, speaker, author, um, and athlete-ish uh, through, through various adventures that I have gone on. Uh, to to help promote uh, mental wellness and um, and disability and inclusion and and whatnot. Um, but but no, it's uh it's been interesting. It's you know I started off as an as an entrepreneur, and um, and that started you know several several years ago, and and that has transitioned over the years into 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 what it's become now. So I'm trying to figure out a great way to get into the story, but I think one of the things that I'm really curious about, and maybe you can share a little of your story with us, but, mm -hmm. but you wound up with a disability later on in life. This isn't something that you were born with. And so as someone, maybe you can tell us a bit about that, uh, but also I'm interested to know, like, what has that change been? And with IWSCC, one of our sort of overarching goals is to help reduce stigma as it relates to both veterans as well as disabled folks. And so I'm interested to know what your experience was like and whether you saw a, a, an additional layer of stigma once you, you ended up with a disability. So one big, long question, but I wonder if you could share a little bit of that with us. Yeah, so I count myself as as one of one of the the millions of, of people who who acquire their disabilities uh, later in life. Um, 
through through lived experience i um my personal story with that in 2018 i was 35 so we're we're dating me now and um (laughs) and what essentially happened was i my chicken pox from when i was a child re-emerged as um shingles uh, but it was specific to attacking my ear. Uh, and when that happens, uh, it's in either the eye or the ear. It's, uh, it's classified as um, a neurological condition called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. It's a very rare condition. Um, there are some other Canadians who, who have it. Um, Olivia Chow are the okay. mayor of toronto she yeah. had a very mild case justin bieber uh he also lives oh. with it and um i developed it in 2018 and i went from being uh, a fitness instructor i was a paddleboarding coach i had a very successful business in toronto and uh and it immobilized me so what mm-hmm. happened in my instance um it affected the my vestibular system because it's connected to your ear. So in my ear, uh, in my right ear, um, I have limited, I have, I have hearing impairments. Um, I live with tinnitus. Um, a permanent part of this is vertigo. So when I turn my head from side to side or up and down, it feels sometimes like I'm on a merry-go-round. Um mm. So that can provide challenges. And at the time, I went from being very fit to to being unable to walk. So I lost my mobility. Wow. So I spent the better part of a year um, in vestibular rehab therapy, retraining um, my brain ways to uh, walk um, as, as much as possible. Um, and, and so, so mobility, uh, my vision was obstructed, um, hearing impairments and vertigo. Those were my main, my main symptoms. And, and what I would say from that would be, you know, what was it like, um, at the time, um, you know, it presented so, so many, so many challenges as it, as it mm. does for, for, for many who, who go from being in one state to being in another. Um, there's a lot of adjustments, um, you know, with psychological adjustments and financial and, and support. Um, but no, I felt very, <clears throat> I felt very supported. Um <laughs> I felt very, very supported in, in my personal journey. I was very lucky. Still, uh, you know, I try to think about myself in that particular circumstance. And I, I back in, in another life, was a kettlebell instructor for about five years. And so I'm still not in the shape I would like to be in, but I'm certainly still really strong and can definitely walk and hear although some in my life would argue that the hearing is going. Um, but <laughs> And so I think about, 
you know, there must have been a lot of uh, real depression and you're, you must have really been on a cycle roller coaster of all these kinds of emotions. And is this, I mean, I think it's a testament to you to even have persevered to the point where you were able to walk again, but not only did you walk again, but you did something really super amazing. And that was your decision to paddleboard across the Great Lakes. So tell us a bit about that decision. Was this something you had thought of prior to your disability? What oh, kind no. of led you to do that? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I did not think about this before. Um, no, I think whenever we go through a shift or a big change, we see that in all aspects of our life. Um, for me, it was a loss of social life for a mm. long time. It was a loss of my independence. I was, I was in a bathtub being bathed by my parents. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> it was, yeah. it, it, it was a very, very dark time for a long time. There was a lot of therapy. Um, there was, yeah, there was the loss, there was grief with the loss of the business that I built and, mm -hmm. and the loss of my independence and my social life. And, and in that, and in all of that, um, I would say my identity that I'd created for myself, mm. it was, it was yes. gone. So, yeah. so there was a big mental health journey involved and, uh, and ultimately there was a mental health breakdown, um, and a big emphasis in my rehabilitation and my recovery was placed on the physical and not the mental. Okay. Um, so, so that came a little bit later, but it did come fortunately. And, mm -hmm. um, and when it did, it, it gave me provided the tools and, and the coping strategies that, that I was, that I was missing at the time. Uh, that, that I could then implement. And then on the other side of all of that, um, I, I, I looked at it and I, I realized that I didn't want other people to, to feel as alone or isolated or scared as I had felt. So I had been working alongside Jack.org, which is a national youth mental health charity. And okay. I have uh, friends who who have kids who who I who are in the youth category, and they were struggling. And um, so, if I can interrupt real quick, you were already working with this organization prior to shingles and and, and getting sick. So I got involved with them uh, because of that experience, oh, okay. and I started hosting events. And, and, and then the pandemic happened and everything kind of shifted. So with that, you know, events went from, from, from this to, to this, uh, you know, yeah. it, they, they essentially became non-events and people were staying at home and reshifting things. And, and we designed um, a campaign to, to support them um around me doing a physical act and people supporting it rather than everybody coming to a location together okay. um and that act was an attempt at crossing lake ontario um okay. in 2021 
and um, and from there, the idea to cross the Great Lakes was uh, was born. Um, I attempted to cross Lake Ontario in 2021. Unfortunately, you know, we raised a lot of money and we raised a lot of awareness. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't reach my personal goal that year. But with that came the motivation and the idea really to to try crossing all the Great Lakes in one summer, um, which which we set out to do last summer. And accomplished. And we, yes, yes, from May to <laughs> August, yes. What a schedule, my goodness. How long, which, so I have a million questions and none of them are on my list. I apologize right now, but I'm just wondering like how long, how long did something like that take? Like, how long did it take to get across uh, Lake Ontario? So each one, each one were different. There were three that were over, that were around the twenty-four hour or over twenty-four hour mark. Yeah. Um, so those ones, you know, you'd start very, very early in the morning. Well, the Lake Ontario one, we actually started around dinner time and okay. went right through the night. late afternoon. And yeah. and we went into the next day and arrived in into Toronto the following afternoon, um, but but no, there were three overnight crossings. You no know, paddling in in the dark, sitting down, um, <laughs> going through Did the shipping lanes with all, little... with all with all the big ships, oh, and wow. um, but no, each each of them were were different um, and presented different challenges and and different obstacles from weather to to boat traffic to my exhaustion levels to. Yeah to you know the things that that pop up out there medical emergencies so what did you what did you eat through all of this so for the first crossing we ate uh it was it was a trial by error um on the first i remember i was eating um pieces of fruit pieces of meat okay. um okay. little pieces of carbs um i was being hydrated with water and Gatorade on my back and I was drinking it as I was going from right. there. That was a shorter crossing. That was the shortest crossing. You all, you always start with the shortest, <laughs> get the confidence and then go after the big ones. Um, so from there, we quickly realized that the amount of time that was being used to stop and to feed me mm. was way too long. Uh, so what we were going to do was, uh, switch me over to a liquid diet for the remaining four crossings. So I was consuming all okay. of my, um, calories and carbohydrates in shakes. So I was being okay. fed every 30 minutes for sometimes close to 30 hours. Wow, I was just gonna say, like right through the night and everything, you had a little a little bite every half hour. Wow. Yep, they would pass me um, a container with a uh, with water and carbohydrate yeah. powder, and a squirt of Kool Aid, which is very sweet, <laughs> it's sickening, but it but it flavored it, and right. um, and I would I would down it, and it would. Well, I was I was consuming thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah. calories, and then turning right around crossings. and burning them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about wildlife? Did you run into any 
eels or fish or birds? What was saw it? some fish, saw some big yeah. fish, but I didn't see yeah. any eels, fortunately. But saw yeah. some beautiful, beautiful <laughs> birds. Right. Uh, but the the weather, you know, was was treacherous at at some points. Um, you know, we saw there was a bat. There was a bat in the middle of Lake Ontario that was circling our boat, my support oh. boat. Yeah. Um, and and then and then there were on Lake Superior. There were um, what are they? They're like deer flies. Oh um, gosh! Yeah. In crossing Lake Lake Superior. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you must have had times when you thought, oh, my gosh, I can't do this any longer. And especially when you tried it the first time and, and ended up not being able to do it any longer. How did you kind of manage that? Because that would be difficult, I think. Um, and then so did your experience, too, the first time where you where you didn't cross completely? Did did that help feed you on the, the subsequent journeys? It definitely did. It definitely gave me um, the motivation. I knew, I knew from that what it felt like, and I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't, okay. I didn't want to feel that way again. So, yeah. so there were things that were put into place um, for, for instance, to to make it easier for me. So on each crossing, there was a support boat, a motorized support boat that was, what's the word, idling, going very, okay. very slow, uh, <laughs> either close to me on, on my side or, or ahead of me or, or behind me. Uh, in times of uh, extreme struggle or exhaustion or, you know, uh we would call up joe joe uh was a team member on my team they would call joe christ joe's nickname is crisis management um <laughs> i'm crisis i'm the crisis yeah. joe, joe is to, uh, joe joe's job was to manage manage me in situations uh and joe and i really bonded through these crossings with um with various conversations, you know, in, in times of real struggle, you know, Joe would come and lean off the back of the boat or off the side of the boat. Yeah. Uh, we would have conversations and, and talk about life and, and he would distract me for, for okay. however long I needed to be distracted until yeah. my mindset was switched. Got back. Did you take breaks? Did you say, okay, I'm, I'm not paddling for 15 minutes? Was that part of the process or did you just do your best to carry on? Yeah, no, I think that was, the, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Just wondering if you took scheduled breaks where you stopped paddling and just took a break or if you just did your best to continue paddling the full just time. Just did my best to continuing wow. and keep paddling. Yeah, no, yeah. there was, um, with being, you know, consuming 32 to 35 liters of fluids. I was going to the, I was going to the bathroom every 10 minutes. We decided <laughs> that, you know, the first crossing, I was very shy about it. Um, yeah. I went into the water. I told them all to stop the boats, turn around, <laughs> look the other way. Um, by the second crossing, I was not shy about it. And, no. um, you know, when you're consuming 32, I was going to the bathroom every 10 minutes. 
Um, so, and they were my, my, my team knows detailed information about, (laughs) about me and, and all that that looked like. Wow. Wow. What an experience. Would you do it all over again? Knowing what you know now? Would you do it again? I would. I would. Yeah. So, you know, this year looks a little bit different with what I'm doing now. Um, but but no, there have there has been some talk about what's what's gonna happen in twenty twenty four um okay. for for an organization that that supports persons with disabilities and the planning is in is in stages right now for for that there will okay. be a crossing in 2024 so we'll see you out on the water again you'll see me out on the water again i'll be the oh, oldest wow. person out there <laughs> <laughs> just keep going uh just continue every year until you're like you know, Hazel McCallion, it get up there around a hundred and, and keep paddling across. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw that you got to meet Hazel and, and the prime minister and quite a few other people through this experience. That must've been very cool. Yeah, no, Hazel McCallion was, um, I was very fortunate in that she was a big supporter of, of mine, uh, throughout the, throughout the campaign. Um, you know, I was very fortunate in that this garnered a lot of attention from municipal, provincial, and federal leaders. Um, right. And and Hazel McCallion was was on shore that day uh, when when Amazing. I made the final crossing into Toronto, which was really really lovely. Um, and um, there's a there's a there's a feature film coming out about all of this. And Hazel McCallion's feature featured in in that film, which is which is lovely, and um, and the the prime minister makes an appearance in it as well. Um, as you mentioned, I was uh, very fortunate in in being invited to uh, to be congratulated uh, in Ottawa um, at the House of Commons and uh, and by the Fantastic. prime minister. Wow. Well, we're going to talk about that movie in a bit, and I've seen the trailers uh, for it. Um, you were kind enough to send them to us here at IWSCC, and I just love them. I, I can't wait to see the full movie. Um, but I wanted to t- just bring back to the support work that you do for mental health, especially for youth. What do you think is missing from mental health support in Canada for youth in particular? Do you have a couple of things that just pop to mind? I would say uh, access to care is yeah. is the biggest challenge, um, and still stigma. Stigma, you know, the eradication of stigma is a top priority for all mental health for all national mental health organizations, mm-hmm. and and even now, you know, we've come so far um, in the last twenty years. You know, twenty years ago, we weren't talking about mental health the way that we are now. Um, now nowadays, you see it in in CSRs. It's built mm-hmm. in. Um, mm-hmm. Insurance agencies are covering mental health, and they they weren't doing that even even you know five five years ago. So so things That's are right. sh- changing. However, there's still such a stigma. Um, you talk about mental health, and you talk about mental illness, um, and to 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 speak about those is it's it's a it's a heavy topic. Um, but the reality is that that all of us know someone who has lived with or who is living with mental health challenges Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fact that we have all of the stigma still is surprising. 
uh, and and the only way that that we move forward is to continue having the important conversations. Agreed, and especially with what you're doing and sharing with this movie, I think is is going to go a long way. Um, yeah. And and I know that you're doing a lot of things uh, to make sure that it gets the right exposure. And so you've said earlier you, you were a business owner prior to your um, illness, and now you're an author, a public speaker, and a, an advocate for mental health. What else do you have on the go? And and this is when you can talk about that movie. <laughs> yeah, love to hear so, more about the movie. So the um, the two uh, um, the entire journey was documented by a filmmaker named Matthew Wagner. It's a two hour feature length film on the Canadian mental health crisis, examining Canadian attitudes, behaviors, the roles and responsibilities of Canadians, the media, government. Uh, while following my mental health story and then the crossings of the Great Lakes. It's interesting. If, um, you know, there's some Canadian history interwoven in here. Uh, they talk about, you know, the, the Great Lakes history, the, oh, the right. shipwrecks that are on there. We talk about, you know, there are different, you know, we cover Vicki Keith who swam across who mm -hmm. swam across the Great Lakes in 1988? She's she's covered in that, and it's a it's a nice nod to to her and and her work and her legacy, and um and and yeah, so so the film follows follows all of that, uh, and will be released into the Canadian and the international film festival circuit in September, and so sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and no, it's 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 exciting. I'm um, Bell Let's Talk Week is already a very very busy week for me. Um, with you know, I'm doing events on World Mental Health Day and Disability um, World Disabilities Day, Persons with Disabilities Day. Um, so it, so there's going to be a lot of education. You know, a lot of organizations. Uh, post-secondary institutions have already reached out for for to discuss licensing the film for educational purposes. Nice. Um, and then and then and then speaking on accessibility, disability issues, um, inclusion, uh, and and then mental health. That's a really amazing. So do. So where do people go to find out more, I guess, first of all, and, and by more, I'm including how to find, like how to see the film as well. So right. where can so, they go to? So all of the details will be posted on my website, which is Mike okay. Shorman, Mike Shorman .com. Okay. Um, there's actually um, an entire tab now dedicated to documentary um, oh, fantastic. and all the information on, on where it has been played, where it is being played um, and all the, all, all of those kind of details will be, will be released then. So I'm just bringing this back to IWSCC's uh, sort of mission, which is to support businesses owned by people who have disabilities as well as veterans. Um, and so as a person who owns a business and is also disabled, what advice would you offer to someone with a disability that is looking to start a business or maybe already in business? Do you have any thoughts that you would share with them? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, strategic partnerships. 
Okay. And aligning yourself with 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 organizations and companies that share the same mission and values that you do. Um, so okay. for example, um, you know, one of, one of the experts that is being interviewed in the film is the director of CAMH. Uh, CAMH okay. is one of our, is one of our partners, uh, you know, the chief medical officer of Talk Suicide Canada. Um, okay. so aligning, um, yourself with, with, you know, people who share similar interests, you know, the same vision, mission, goals, um, you know, you're going down, down the same, down the same road. And, um, and by, you know, partnering with these, it expands your network. Beautiful. Thank you. So what's next for you, Mike? What's next for Mike Shorman? What I know you've mentioned about uh, another crossing in 2024. What else have you got on the go that you can share so, with so us? The film, so yeah, the film is going to tour the festival circuit for about a year and a half. This will be, oh, you know, we're, we're already talking, you know, this will be in mental health disability organizations, colleges, high schools, universities across the United States and Canada. We're now working on uh, licensing a um mass distribution to to broadcasters um so this film really will will be a big part of my life probably for the next year and a half two years mm-hmm. um it, it's you know it's it's my my story but it's it's through the eyes of of the filmmakers um okay. but, but i will speak on it um but what's exciting is that i'm working on i'm I'm just about finished wrapping up on on my book which is the experience through my eyes not theirs um so so that will be released um in 2024 and uh and just focused on education over the next kind of two two years with this Wow, that's so exciting. I mean, there's just so much going on. Um, did you have any idea that this would come about as a result of your plan to cross the Great Lakes? Like, was this a vision for down the road or did it just kind of generically we happen? We knew that we were going to film it. We didn't know what it was okay. going to develop into. It, you know, it was documented to to help raise, you know, awareness and funding. Um, I don't think we ever thought that this would be turned into a two-hour feature film uh with an original (laughs) score and and that we would get you know the biggest mental health advocates and leaders in the country to be in it um that just developed um but but it's a it's a it's a really nice um ending to 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 that part of it and, and the beginning of something new and the beginning um, i yeah. you know one of my talks that i do is um uh advocacy through action and art and um and that's something new that that we're i'm i'm releasing this fall and um and that's to to speak on on the different yeah the different elements of of you know you know, before it was action, it was action last summer, and now it will be through through art and through education. Mm. That's a great. That's. I really like that whole overall concept. It makes sense, and then it's also highly repeatable. So it's something you can do again, right? So yeah. with with new activity and then action and then 
and then art. So have you got your like red carpet outfit already picked out yet? Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody keeps You'll asking need... me if I'm going to be wearing flip flops. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I'll be wearing shoes. But um <laughs> But no. I mean, flip flops no. are shoes. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's um. No. It's it's very exciting. It's also ve- it's also very nerve wracking. Um, mm. some of the content is um, some of some of the content in this film is qu- is quite serious and it's it yes. is quite yeah dark at times um that being said it's called when hope breaks through so it's a so it's a film about hope and it's a film about light um but no this film is designed to to create discussion and to help bring change and uh and i'm very excited uh that 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 is that is in front of us now and something that you've been able to bring to bear, which must feel fantastic. When you think back to the middle of that lake in the middle of the night, having your shot of juice and, you know, then taking a pee to where you are now. I mean, that's, that's gotta be really heartwarming. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm actually staying at a friend's cottage right now on Lake Huron, which was the second oh. Like it was probably, it was, it was the hardest or the second hardest. There, there oh, were yeah? two that were, rough and yeah. um i know I'm, i've sp- I spent the last couple days here just looking out at it and and um and you know some days like i can't even really believe it that we got across yeah. that you know yeah. there were there were three paddle boarders who this summer um finished their crossings of the great lakes um nice. they started 12 years ago it took them oh. 12 years to cross all five because of wow. weather, because of, you know, yeah. how, how you know, volatile these lakes can be and, and the challenges yeah. that pop up with weather and et cetera. And, um, yeah. and for us to get a, to get across was, you know, a miracle in many ways. So, so no, I, I I've been looking out and thinking, wow, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> something to be back here. But, um, but no, it's, it's a great place to be now. And do you look at it and go, yeah, I had you, I got you. Like, <laughs> Oh no, lake. I think there's a, I think there's a very deep respect I have with these yeah. things. So. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, listen, thank you so much for being here, Mike. It's great to hear your story again. And also some new stuff that I've learned today, which really I was hoping to, a lot of these podcasts I do for selfish reasons. I just want to get to know people a little bit better. Uh, but I know that people enjoy, um, the podcast for that same reason also so we really appreciate you sharing your time uh and your energy and and you know your insight but also your true story and i think that that's really important um so i I, again appreciate you being here thank you for having me and thank you again to all of you for joining us today and thank you once again to pod supply for producing our asl interpretation sponsored by rbc royal bank and supplied by Maple Communications Canada. For more information about supplier diversity and inclusion, you can visit us on our website at iwscc.ca.
ca uh, you can find us on youtube or also on your favorite social media platform and don't forget to go to mikeshorman.com and stay tuned with all the updates that are going on uh, and mike if we can at all get there we plan to all be there for uh, some showing of your movie at least uh, i'm assuming be in the toronto area so we plan to be Wonderful. there thanks again for being here